And we're back after a month. <laughs> after more than a month, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, a lot of things happened. Um, one of the big things was I traveled with Nikki for the first time abroad, and he got sick. <laughs> yeah, sick. Then we had a lot of weddings, so we we were really tired for I think like for three the, or four weeks straight. More, more, probably more. So, I want to say congratulations to my friends who got married in the last month. Last two, three months. <laughs> two, two, three months of consecutive wedding celebrations. So, congratulations to everyone who got married. And I think it's really the season now of weddings. Uh, I think a lot of my friends are also going to weddings consecutive weeks. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a busy year for a lot of people in our in age, our batch. I guess in our age <laughs> in group. Our, yeah, age range, age group. Okay. Yep. And yeah, uh, it was a busy. We had a busy schedule, especially Nikki got sick. Like he was fussy, got pneumonia, got admitted in the hospital, and after he was still fussy because. There's seven teeth. teeth coming in all at the same time. Yeah, and that's like besides his four teeth in front. Three, his three teeth that already come in. So, yeah, it was a it was a new experience as new parents. Yeah, but we're here now, and uh, I think oh, I'm scratching my cross. <laughs> I think oh, we can dive into a topic more about parenthood this time. So sorry, all you guys who were hoping for. The geek topics. Oh, by the way, we tried to do that Q&A, but... No one answered. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We don't mind. But yeah, so that's why um, I decided to jump into the topic of parenthood this time. And I wanted to talk a bit about um, our breastfeeding journey. So I say our breastfeeding journey because... Honestly, I could not do it without RJ. And that's not to say that um, single parents can't do it on their own. Kudos to you. But personally... Um, I have a lot of mental health stuff going on, um, and I needed a lot of support from RJ. So, this is our breastfeeding journey together. Hooray! And it's not finished yet. Yeah. Hooray! <laughs> well, spoilers. But anyway, so um, when we first, well, when I first gave birth, uh, I think the protocol now for OBs is to give the baby to the mom right away so the baby can latch. Yeah, as long as the baby's healthy enough and they're not. Uh, they call this underage no. Uh, premature. Premature. Uh, usually the hospital would already give the baby to you after like two hours of like checkup and like their initial vaccines. So it's it's one way to get the baby to be familiar with their moms. Yeah. So Hopefully your your baby doesn't have to be in the NICU. Yeah, NICU. So yep, that's that's like protocol nowadays. Yeah. So um, I remember he latched on right away, but after that, I was completely clueless as to get him to latch on again. I think I wanted to call the nurse every time he started crying because I couldn't figure out what to do. They taught me all of these weird holds, football hold, uh, reverse hold. 
I don't know. I do I until now I still don't know what I call the holds that I used to feed Nikki, but they work. Yeah, but you know, when you have a when your baby just came out, he's just or they're they're just like sleepy most of the time and they're not like they're not always hungry but they tend to sleep more rather than eat yeah well a lot of things in the ho a lot of people in the hospital freaked us out in the first two days like they were saying oh your baby should be feeding every two hours otherwise you have to wake him up and then they teach you how to stroke his cheek so he wakes up and eats instead of sleeping while eating and then there's all these things like oh don't drink soda because his stomach will get gassy and you know there's so many things that they try to tell you that's just not true and i just felt really bad but also at the same time i was okay because it, it was extra cautious but as a new mother i was just so scared of everything that i was doing everything wrong <laughs> but anyway we got through the hospital and the first few nights I just I didn't know what to do because breastfeeding hurts man <laughs> that was like it was so painful I remember I'd either feel like I needed to pass out from either the pain or the fact that I was getting sucked dry of all my nutrients because <laughs> I couldn't eat much in the first few nights remember that nope I can't <laughs> I couldn't well I had a hard time eating for through the first few nights and it was an adjustment period for both me and RJ because RJ would stay up playing video games through most of his paternity leave. And I couldn't figure out if I wanted him to help, but he couldn't help because I was breastfeeding and he couldn't feed the baby anyway. Yeah. So breastfeeding was just like, uh, I feel like the first three months were a complete blur to me. I just remember leaky boobs. Um needing to constantly grab the baby and stick him to me and all of those things i think my regrets in the first few weeks was i didn't invest in a haka right away a haka is a silicon pump there are a lot of versions of it now but i feel like the haka still kind of works the best for me and um if i wish i used it to catch my letdown which is when your boob gets leaky i wish i had one in the first few weeks so that i could have already started my stash um, because uh, well, I'll get to later why I wish I started my stash early. But anyway, I think in the third or sixth week of Nikki being born, um, I had tried um, pumping for the first time because I wanted to watch Avengers Age of... What was it? Endgame! <laughs> Endgame, yeah. I think the first three weeks. Yeah, I really, really wanted to watch Endgame and... I didn't care if the doctors were saying, oh, you should wait before you give a bottle because of nipple confusion and whatever. I just wanted to try it right away. I really, really wanted to watch Endgame. So, um, I set him up with his yaya, I gave him a bottle, and I said, the hour, uh, the movie is three hours long. He would probably need to feed within three to four hours. If anything happens, I'm in the mall nearby, I can run home in like 15 minutes, just tell me. And I remember the whole movie, I was just so anxious, but I tried to focus on just watching because it was the first time me and RJ actually had alone time <laughs> yeah. in a long, in like, in a few weeks, actually in a, a lot of weeks because the baby was always with us and uh, he survived <laughs> the first few hours. He was mm. fine. And um, we, I kind of worked from there that I was always pump and latch. I didn't... Um, 
I started pumping from then on, and the baby would take the bottle once in a while. Um, not once in a while, maybe like during the afternoon, and then during the evening and the early mornings, he would latch. Mm. So that's how it went, and he was a trooper. He really liked his bottles. He didn't have a hard time, but in the end, um, I tried a lot of bottles, but he really stuck to the Komotomo one, which is the one I recommend because it feels the most like a boob. <laughs> mm. So that's why a lot of parents uh, choose Komotomo. Um, but if your baby isn't too picky, there are a lot of bottles, a lot of cheaper bottles at that, that you can choose from. Um, well, I, I mean, I remember the first time also that, the, uh, that we went to the mall and I tried to breastfeed in the mall and that frustrated you so much. Because <laughs> I wasn't comfortable bearing my breasts yet to the world, so I insisted on going to the breastfeeding lounge, which was on the other side of the mall. And yeah, um, but now I just I really don't care. I'll just put on a nursing cape and breast pump or breastfeed anywhere. Mm. What else? What else did I go through that was kind of difficult? I don't know. Me. <laughs> I feel like the whole journey itself was it was very daunting, but after a while you kind of just get used to it. And the only annoying thing is. You have either a baby or a pump strapped to you for every two to four hours. So yeah. it's a lot of stigma that goes around breastfeeding itself. They always say that, oh, you have to purely breastfeed because it's the only way to make sure that your baby is getting everything right. And then you have to take all of these things like malungai and lactation treats and lactation coffee and pills and everything to make sure your baby gets the best kind of milk fatty milk um he's getting the best of everything and it just it it takes a toll on me and that's i think part of what started my postpartum depression um the pressure for me to be a perfect mom was really hard and i felt like breastfeeding was the only thing that i could do properly or i could do well because um when nikki was born he was only four pounds but within the first two weeks, he gained so much weight and the doctor was so proud of me. <laughs> so that was the only kind of validation I got as a mother, aside from RJ. And I felt like that was the only way that I could, that's the only thing that I could do well. So I worked really hard at it and that's what started my postpartum depression really. The focus on trying to be the perfect breastfeeder because I felt like I couldn't do any other part of mothering right. What what do you think you you did that helped me through that? Sport. For all the dads out there, like what kind of things can they do if their partner is going through postpartum depression? It's always support. First and foremost, uh, constant communication. You really have to um, reaffirm your partner about it's okay. There could be worse things out there happening to your family, and really, you just have to s stick to each with each other, and I guess yeah, support in any small form. Um, I remember Sarah getting pissed because I usually don't help with cleaning the pump parts, so <laughs> so you can to the dads out there once in a while you can clean the parts for them and uh, take initiatives in like preparing stuff especially 
um, for dads, it, I guess one one of the biggest things you can do is you can change the diapers of the baby because your your partners are already tired from breastfeeding. So I I, I think it contributes to the small things that you do uh, as long as they can have a little more sleep or have a couple of minute extra minutes to themselves while resting that's a it it can go um, a long way so for dads out there <laughs> please uh, be considerate <laughs> and always listen to your partners and sometimes they can't express what they really want but you just have to be uh, consistent and persistent in asking what you can do um, it's true though that um, wives would have the what do you call that the brunt of the work no oh. um, mommy memory loss oh yeah <laughs> so yeah they, 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 they call they, it mom brain yeah they, they do they get mom brain although they do get extra sixth sense of momminess. Like, remember when your mom can find something and you don't, it, it applies. <laughs> but be sure to always, again, uh, help out in any way. Uh, yeah, you can sterilize the bottles. Little things can, can go a long way, basically. Yeah. Um, so speaking of pump parts, the pump that I use is a Medela Swing Maxi, and I regret it. <laughs> I really wish I splurged on the freestyle because the Medela Swing Maxi requires you either to be plugged in or to use six AAA batteries. And in the end, I ended up buying a cable that would convert into a USB so I could use a power bank. And I could have just saved money on rechargeable batteries and that cable and a power bank if I just went with the freestyle in the first place which is a rechargeable pump yeah oh and by the way we're, we're not telling you what the best pump or pump parts are it's very different for every mom yeah because these pumps can cost you an arm and a leg uh, I think uh, the swing is half the price of no not half but like the swing is, I got mine 12.5 at a Momzilla fair, and the freestyle is 19. So yeah, it's so still, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not, a, yeah. it's so not cheap, so. There are cheaper pumps like the Roy, I think it's called the Real Bubby, B-U-B-E-E, -E, and that one works fine. Um, I think the different, the main difference between that one and the swing is that the swing is a little sturdier, um, there is a service center in the Philippines that you can go to. You can change the parts because you need to change the flanges or the duck bills every, they say six weeks, but I extend it to like three months. They You need to change those so that the suction gets stronger again. Mm -hmm. um, with the real bubby, you have to change the whole system. With the Medela, you just change the few parts. Uh, yeah, a lot goes into pumping and everything. Uh, I can make an exclusive podcast or a video on just pumping with just me because I don't think RJ <laughs> relate to that but uh, it gets daunting having to take care of a pump just sterilizing it making sure it's sterilized um, but a hack that I know that I learned from on from other moms uh, you don't have to wash your parts every time you pump you can stick it in the fridge for about a day and then wash it and sterilize it um, sometimes I sterilize my parts only once a week 
So you don't have to be too uh, cautious about that unless you are donating milk or if your baby has a special condition where everything needs to be extra clean. So um, I also wanted to touch a little bit on uh, de declining supply because that was a big part of my resurgence in my postpartum depression, I think, right? Definitely. Um, the, like I said, there's a lot of pressure on making sure that your baby is purely breastfed. And it kind of feels like a competition in the end where moms are constantly posting like, oh, I can pump 12 ounces in one go. I can pump 6 ounces in one go. And when you can only pump 2 ounces every 2 to 4 hours, you feel like you are useless compared to all the other moms. It really hurts. But uh, as someone who has gotten over that hill, um, formula isn't the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Actually, formula is great. Formula is literally formulated to be like breast milk. Yes, it's not breast milk exactly, but it works. If you're yeah, but you, you know, I mean, look at us. I don't think we're purely breastfed and we're okay. Yeah, my mom stopped breastfeeding me after two months. Yeah, so for all the moms out there who are going through, you know, uh, lack of supply, like your baby's still eating a lot well, while you can only pump to a certain degree, it's okay. I mean, that's part of life. Uh, we don't have an endless supply of breast milk and each and every... Uh, mother out there uh, have different, you know, capacity, abilities. abilities. So you know, it's okay. There will come to a, to a point that moms or mothers would usually just their supply would just drop. And I guess the uh, since society nowadays is really you know um, into like all organic. Again, that's why there's still formula. I mean, it's the best and all, but sometimes when circumstances are, you know, not on your side, I think you should be already okay with formula. I mean, it's not a it's not an overnight thing, like Sarah said. Like at first, she was so afraid and depressed that she can only do so much, and there it happened to her twice that her stash got expired so it really hurt her but uh, usually what I tell her is that I mean at least we're you're lucky enough to be able to produce breast milk even though you're nine months in or like ten months in other moms can't even produce until or they they stop producing in like two months so I'm sure like that's why there's a lot of um, alternatives out there uh, you can still give the best for your baby I mean it's not it's not the end-all be-all solution to just give breast milk but there are really different circumstances to each mother and it only needs like um, maybe a talk with your husband or a family member who can encourage you to past the hard times yeah so again um, to all the mothers who can still produce congrats and uh, but to the mothers who are having a hard time right now 
it's okay. There's nothing to be super worried about. My mom's calling me. Hold on. Ah. Okay, sorry. My mom called. <laughs> but yeah, we were saying that um, there's nothing to be worried about if your supply is going down. And if you have to introduce a little bit of formula, maybe once or twice a day. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not the end of the world. We, we came up fine. I mean, our generation, we're, we're pretty much okay, I would say. I mean, if you also can't produce breast milk at all, or too little to offer it to the baby, that's fine too. Uh, you're doing your best, and it's just different for every mom. So don't don't get too uh, disheartened when you read all of the um, forums or like uh, seminars that you know breastfeeding is the best. Yeah, it is the best, but sometimes uh, something is presented to you like it has to be a goal, which you know it's not really that you know it's not the end of it. If you don't reach that goal, what I'm saying is you just have to be, um, you don't have to take it too, too personally. It's not your fault if you can't produce enough milk. That's just your body and that's fine. Again, there's nothing wrong with formula and that's what I had to learn. Um, as soon as my supply dropped and I had to give formula the first time. I remember when it happened. Um, my formula was dropped. Uh, my formula, <laughs> so I was dropping, and I could only keep like one to two bags of breast milk in the freezer at a time. So, um, Arjun and I had to go to a wedding, and Nikki's yaya had called and said that he had no more breast milk, and she was asking me to come home by seven <laughs> so that he could breastfeed. And what I said was, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pump, and then I'm gonna send home whatever I can pump through grab. It was desperation. And because I was so stressed out, wait, no, what happened was my pump, why, this is why I don't recommend the Swing Maxi, my pump uh, USB cord that I had bought, which is third party, had stopped working. So I had the backup batteries in the pump, but they ran out of charge. So we had to run to a supermarket to buy more AAA batteries, but they weren't enough to pump uh, for a long time. And because I was so stressed out, no breast milk was coming out. So you have to be like super, that's another thing. You have to be not stressed while pumping so that you can get a lot flowing. But like, if you're a working mom like me, or even just a stay-at-home mom who has to manage a whole household, there's a lot of stress that goes into it. Plus, you have all of these things in your mind telling you that you're a bad mom if you can't pump. So that was the day that I decided formula would be okay. <laughs> And it took a while because Nikki wouldn't adapt to the formula right away. And a trick to that is mix your breast milk with a little bit of formula. Start a little at a time, like maybe 90-10% and then slowly move into full formula. Um, and your baby will eventually adapt and accept the formula. It's just a different thing but Nikki now takes the formula during the day and at night is when he latches on. Uh, but he, but I also pump so that he can have maybe one bottle also of breast milk during the day. It depends on the situation. We're trying to use up all of the powdered formula that we bought because we bought too much. 
Yeah, and when when your baby is like six six months old, uh, I think they can start eating solids. Solids, yeah. So he so has don't a lot don't of be don't be too worried. I mean, they can eat lugao, congee, or uh, mashed veggies. They won't be hungry at the end of the day. I mean, it's they're gonna be hungry and they'll eat anything. But, you know, they're just they're just gonna cry about it. But you know, it's not again. It's not game over. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can actually do as parents or as first-time parents who have their first child. And once you hit the the six months and up, uh, it's it's gonna be uh, not really easier, but you can you can manage. You have more options since they're a bit older, and I guess. A bit tougher with the vaccines and and you know experience in the world so more or less um, you don't have to be too worried I yeah mean, it's okay to worry but not too much basically and just keep on talking to your partner if you're feeling down and for the even uh, for the dads out there I know there's a lot of pressure on the dads to be like the perfect breadwinner and the perfect dad but you can talk to your partner and work it out. There's a lot of things that are um, acceptable nowadays. I mean, okay, I think a big stigma when you first become parents is that gender roles suddenly become super strict in other people's eyes. Like, the mom has to do this, so the dad has to do this. And I'm a big advocate of changing up the gender roles. So if a dad wants to be a stay-at-home dad while the mom goes to work, go ahead. Yeah. If you want us, I mean, if you miss the baby all day at work anyway and you can't focus, so you know, stay home. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we have different situations. But um, basically, as parents, we can decide, you know, what to do and what not to do. We're not solely um, restricted to again gender roles well except for you know breastfeeding because that's that's don't have milk (laughs) (laughs) at least that that like we can't as dads maybe or as male um, male gender am I correct yeah male counterparts yeah we can't we can't produce milk although you can you can put it in a bottle and feed the baby but Sometimes babies are also choosy, so it really depends. I mean, um, we're all going through this. Uh, it may not be now, it may not be the same time, but uh, communication and just ask other people people's advice would, would, is an always welcome option for all of the starting parents out there. Uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, talk a bit about the supposed end of my journey. I was, since my supply was going down and I was saying I'm done being attached to a pump, um, I was saying I was going to stop uh, breastfeeding when Nikki turns one. That was always going to be my goal, just hit one year old and my stretch goal was going to be two years old. But uh, I had had enough. <laughs> so uh, once I got over that hump, that formula is okay. I was getting ready to stop breastfeeding and then he got sick and once he got sick he would not stop 
latching on. He did not want milk from anyone but me. And he only wanted my breast milk. He would spit out the formula and it was very frustrating. But as a result, my supply went back up. <laughs> so I think one technique for moms, if you have the time, if you want to bring your supply back up is spend maybe three or more days just breastfeeding constantly it will hurt your nipples like crazy but it brings up your supply yeah so probably it's a, it's a dynamic between mother and child yeah i guess that once your hormones uh feel like your baby needs more milk they'll i think more or less do a better job at producing milk yeah for those who have not gone through breastfeeding yet um the female body is amazing. Once, uh, so let's say I breastfeed Nikki right now and no milk comes out. When he breastfeeds at this time tomorrow, I will have milk ready for him. That's just the female body. The female body understands when the baby needs milk. Mm -hmm. but so, again, um, if if you're, I think if you're too much relying on pumping, I think it will also cause confusion to mothers. So it depends. Yeah, there so, are mothers who purely pump. Yeah, so and it works for them. Again, it's it's not a it's not a surefire thing. We're we're just like sharing. Yeah, I think experience. I think in the end, what what we have to understand is we're all in this together, and it's not a competition. Yeah, if one mom can fill a freezer chest full of milk. Doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, don't don't be. I don't know, disheartened by other mom's posts, but I, I also understand that it's one avenue where mothers can, you know, just be proud at one point, but it's not to degrade other mothers out there. Um, at this time and age where social media is a norm, I guess, you know, uh, sometimes moms aren't really showing off what they can but it's more of uh they just want to say they're blessed or anything so to the other mothers who are having trouble with this kind of uh, thing that you know other mothers are posting uh, again don't be too don't take it too personally uh let them be and just do your thing i think most important out of everything is try to take all of the advice that you get with a grain of salt yeah if you feel like someone is telling you that you are doing a bad job of being a mother as long as your baby is fed is well is clean is not poopy <laughs> you know as long as they're in good health you don't have anything to worry about don't let anyone tell you you're doing something wrong or you're doing it the wrong way yeah. Unless you're endangering your child in any way, you are doing fine. You can pat yourself on the back for the day. <laughs> Trust me. Um, I've been through a lot of depression this these past few months. Like 11, maybe even while I was pregnant. And if you are doing the best that you can, and I'm sure you are, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. So I think that's it. Unless you have anything more to say about breastfeeding and mm. parenting in general? Well, we need someone to talk to. You can always message us. Um, you can DM us. 
through our IG or through FB Messenger. Just you know, someone to talk to other than your partner. I'm I'm sure you talk a lot, but sometimes you want to talk to other parents out there who are like you think they're going through the same thing. So it's it's a nice check and balance. I try to talk to my friends who are new fathers as well, and <laughs> it's so funny that you, now you talk about like your kids. Uh, back then, you just talk about like whatever's happening, and now uh, having a kid is like a new topic, like a conversation starter. When you see like old friends who have kids already, more or less the same time you do, it's like you have that special bond, and you. Tell stories to each other, like help them. Uh, you know, dude, it's okay. Like, it happens. You know, and it, I think it, it really helps them as well. Like, if they haven't experienced uh, the things that you've experienced with your family, so uh, yeah, we're all in this together. Uh, b- before we go, I forgot to mention um, two books that have really been helping me out. One is "Breastfeeding is a Bitch, but We Do It Lovingly Anyway." And the other is Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. So yeah, I think we're done for this topic. But if you guys want us to talk about more parenting topics, let us know. Um, we, we probably won't do this all the time because there's not a lot to talk I mean, like, there is a lot to talk about, but it gets kind of boring if you're not a parent. Yeah, so this episode is for parents. That's why we call ourselves Brittle Control Geeks. Yeah. So uh, follow our Facebook page if you want to leave any feedback. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.